G'day guys, it's Jack Fitzpatrick here and we're back with the second episode of uh, the Hawthorne podcast. What we, de- what we determined last week we thought would be called Fitzy and Chipper. Due to popular demand, we will now be renaming Fitz and Chips. Yay! As, <laughs> as we like to say, the fans ask and we deliver. So I'm back, <laughs> I'm back here with my co-host James Frawley who uh, was a late withdrawal from last week's game, but he did manage to make it up for the more important podcast today. So thanks for joining me, Chip. How are you, mate? It's good to uh, see you again. I saw you last night bet, and today. It's probably a bit too much. Too, yeah, actually. yeah, actually, you won pool last so, night, didn't you? That's a bit that embarrassing. Fun. We're joined by a special guest, Chip. Yes, uh, a special guest is one of my good friends. Uh, probably more of an acquaintance, really. Uh, Isaac Smith. He thinks he's pretty funny, so we thought we'd get him on and uh, crack a few gags for us. Hello, yeah, well, if there's one thing this podcast needed from listening uh, to your first one is some gags, so yeah. you've probably done the right thing. Yep, that's a good, good call. You were the MC for Chipper's Wedding, and you did a good job there, so if you hold up to those standards, we should be okay I today. had a little bit of preparation for that, though. I reckon you had about three sheets in front of you, didn't you? You're a bit nervous, I reckon. Well, I was a little bit nervous, yeah. considering uh, I was a bit under the weather from the night before. Cut the whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. Cut the whiskeys. <laughs> Um, Must have missed invite for that one, but that's all right. Oh, you you got invite the wedding, mate. So you know, it's good. It it's good day. Good day. Yeah. Now, Isaac, uh, we had the bye weekend last weekend, and uh, you boys went off to Barn Bugle. But I believe in the last week, that's not the only trip that you've had. I believe you had a sneaky little <laughs> oh, fall at bang, the, bang. <laughs> at the Carlton Draft <laughs> longest kick. Bang bang. Yeah. So Sunday morning, I had to take off uh, to the Carlton Draft longest kick at Gosh's Paddock, and. Uh, conditions were A1 for big booming torpedoes. Uh, I think the longest kick was about 60 metres. The balls were saturated. Uh, the launch pad where guys were letting them go from just turned into mud. Uh, and guys with football boots were going A over T. So uh, I thought, why not? I don't have football boots on. I may as well have a kick. And um, little did I know that Channel 9 were just out the back filming as I went to launch a torpedo and fell flat on my ass. It's a ve- it is a very funny piece of vision. We need somehow to get that vision um, on online of some description. Um, we actually might even have the audio, do we? I haven't seen it. Despite another Here sick we go. win, Hawkeye Zach Smith was today anything but. <laughs> that slip up at the Carlton Draft Barrel Time competition in stark contrast to last night. Their 56-point thumping of the Crows, fueling belief amongst the Hawks. They can was a good win, boys. Damage this season. Cold on the ground? Looked like it was cold. No, it was too cold Saturday night. It was freezing Sunday morning, yeah. so I certainly um, earned my time there, which was good. Uh, now, we did play on Saturday night. We had a nice win against the Crows, particularly the third quarter. Isaac, a nice little look-away handball for James Sicily in the third quarter. Can you talk us through that one? Did you, nice, did you mean it? Nice little look-away handball. I'm telling you, I think I kicked the ball to Big Boy, and then Big Boy tried to kick it to Punky, and Punky dropped the mark. Right. And I came flying through, and Punky gave me the handball, and I thought, I'm just kicking a goal here. And I ran into about five Adelaide players. So I thought, oh, Christ, I've just got to get rid of this, and just threw it over the shoulder. And just happened to find yeah. the horse. Happened to find Sis right in his bread basket and he kicked the goal. I think he happened to be there three times in the third quarter. He was uh, kicking well, on he? fire. Yeah, he had good voice. I think I just went to the voice. That's what you do, isn't it? <laughs> There's always good voice when someone thinks they can kick a goal. Yeah, there to is. To be fair. I'm hoping. Get it to me. Get it to me. Yeah. Maybe if you're running hot. Other than that, not as popular the old, the old talk on the footy ground. But Saturday night as well, it was uh, a reunion weekend. Yeah. Uh, the stars of the premiership teams of 78, 88 and 2008 uh, we saw excellent work by the social media guys and whatnot. Um, superstars of the footy club, people like Peter Knights, Lee Matthews, 
uh, Dermot Burton, Jason Dunstall, uh, more to the modern day people um, from 2008, such as Buddy and Hodgie and whatnot. Um, that make, made me think um, a question for you boys. Um, Isaac, you played in three flags. Chipper, you played in one. So you'll have your reunions coming up. Um, we saw at the reunions on the weekend people like Chance Bateman with his suave-looking beard, and and some people were still looking in quite good playing <laughs> condition, and some people weren't quite looking in in playing condition. Fast forward to seven or eight years, who would you imagine will be looking really suave at your reunions, and who might not be in the best nick? Well, I can I can suave. certainly put two blokes that aren't going to be in the best nick. Who's that? Cyril and Luke Hodge. <laughs> right. Hodge's already lost. If they can fit through the door at our thirteen <laughs> reunion. Uh, they'll be doing well, I reckon. Yep. Um, Hodge is trying to tell us that he'll be able to keep it together and everything, but I just don't himself. think that'll happen. He is kidding. Well, he's skinny just for the roof when he's playing still, so. Yeah. Know, you called me mud guts. I look like I'm Schwarzenegger. Fair dinkum. I don't know about that. Looking suave, I think uh, what I saw of Bud on the weekend, by the looks of it, Jacinta's going to keep him in pretty good nick. Yep. Uh, I think his jacket that he had on was probably more expensive than the whole other 2008, what they were wearing for the whole day. So, yeah, right. uh, I think big Trent Crow looked pretty pretty smart in the uh, Instagram photo. He was at the back. He had a nice little, I don't know what it was, but he looked pretty sharp. I didn't see Crody. He was pretty well um, pretty well looked after when he was playing. He was a very handsome Yeah, he's a good looking rooster. Yeah, yeah, looked after himself quite well. I reckon, yeah. Do- I reckon Doc will rate himself after a few years in the, in the looking department. He'll probably put a bit of effort into his clothes and, and uh, his hair and stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you two blokes who won't give two stuffs what they wear. Who's that? Chip and I. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll still be rocking Adidas tracksuits and an Adidas hoodie. So. Trying to get a free jumper still. <laughs> well, ask 50, mate. He wears, to Monday night dinner, he wears jumpers that he's had since he was 12 years old. Well, I have... The reason for this is because I went such, through such a growth spurt between the ages of 13 to 16. Is that when you were touted as a number one pick? I was a freak, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 14, 15. Mate, and, freak uh, is the right word. That photo that uh, you've got in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Very good point. Uh, but I had to go through three school blazers in my first three years of high school. And then mum decided... I'm saving money here. So got me a school blazer in year nine, got an extra six inches length put on the arms, <laughs> and I didn't grow from year nine to year 12. <laughs> I looked like an undertaker. But my plain, simple theory now with clothes is that because I went so through so many as a teenager and I hate shopping, I refuse to buy new clothes until they no longer fit. Well, so whilst my clothes fit me, I'm not getting new ones. I don't care how out of fashion they are. Well, uh, there's, there's a rip curl one. It's seriously like, it's embarrassing <laughs> to be even at the pub with him. With having that jumper on. Listen you, to this. It's embarrassing it, to mate, the pub You don't even know. Joke. You don't understand. So look at his wolf, his wolf shirt now, his jumper. That's, it's pretty average, but it's probably the best he owns, I reckon. Well, that's, that's quite stylish. That's, that's the best he's got. That's probably my best jumper. Yeah. That was warm, too. Yeah. 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 And his worst is... Wow. <laughs> Do you remember the wow. night we were at dinner and you took my jumper off me and you set it on fire? <laughs> <laughs> he, put, he got a candle and just held the jumper over it. That's probably in the off-season, I think. Probably, no, it uh, wasn't. That no, was okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you were stone cold sober. We had training the next day. That's yeah, it must have been because of all those jumpers that you had for 15 I, years. I reckon it would have been my last year at Melbourne and your first year here. You thought you'd get away with it because you wouldn't have to put up with me too often. <laughs> and you come, come here anyway. <laughs> come back and... Damn it. Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, we've got off topic a bit there. Um, I'm going to change track a little bit and get back to footy and talk about the Brownlow. Now, we see this year um, a lot of the key fancies. Um, Fife this year has already rubbed out. Um, Dangerfield last year went into the night, couldn't win it, thought he, uh, thought he was a real big chance um, to poll the most but couldn't win. 
What are you guys' thoughts on the whole fairest and best? Do you think the suspension should count, or do you think now it should just purely be on whoever gets the most votes? It's a great question, mate. It's, it's, one, it's one award that I just don't take a liking to, really. That's because you've never polled a vote. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> hey, polling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> polling votes don't win your premierships, mate. That's a good That's point. That's what we're here for. So, good point. Uh, yeah, I think we should just go to an MVT, the MVP style of award, really. What do you, what do you think about it? If you miss a week but you're still the best player in the competition, you probably should be recognised as the best player in the competition. Oh, I think what do you reckon is better, the MVP, the AFLPA one, or the Brownlow? Well, obviously the Brownlow's got the history to it. Yeah. Um, the greatest individual award in our game is Norm Smith, I reckon. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I'd best player on, so. on the biggest And that's uh, not necessarily the best and fairest player. That's purely the best. Yeah, right. That's a good point. You could get suspended in the grand final. And still win it. But I think you're right, though. You've got the MVP which is from the PA, which year by year is becoming a more Better, yeah. valued part of the yeah. game. So I think you've got that, which is purely the most valuable. And then you've probably got the Brownlow, which there is so much history and tradition with it now. I really personally wouldn't like to see that changed. Yeah. I guess but, the thing is, though, if Fife has an unbelievable year, and he's clearly the best player. If you win the Brownlow, yeah, you know he's yeah. polled ten more votes than you. Yeah, but having said that, I like also Chris Grant. the, yeah, the counter argument of well, play by the rules. It's not that hard. How many times have you been suspended? I've been fined a hell of a lot. Yeah. Sometimes so I'd be... prefer to be suspended because it keeps coming out of my <laughs> pocket. <laughs> and it is very tight. Let's be honest. So, you know, it's not that hard to don't touch an umpire or whatever. Oh no, that's hard. What if Fife do? What if Fife do? I've you... got no idea. What did Fife do? I kind of remember now. I just know he's not in it. Anyone? Oh, he did something wrong. Right. Anyway, he's suspended. So, But anyway, Tommy Mitchell's having a better year than him yeah. anyway. So don't Tommy know. Mitchell, surely he's got to be a favourite. And it's pr- quite fitting we talk about Tommy. It is his 100th game. Mate, James weekend. Sicily could have polled nine votes in the last three games. Yeah, he's on fire, sis. Jeez, I, imagine his acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Mate, his head is that big at the moment. He's struggling for it for the doorway. Yeah, reasonable too when you're playing that way. Yeah, good on him to be fair. But it is Tommy's 100th game this weekend. Um, I don't know if we've got any stats on this, but surely there wouldn't have been too many players after 100 games who have had as many touches as Tommy. Well, I thought you were going to say, surely there isn't too many players that have played 100 games and look as old as Tommy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is a fantastic point. He does, he does look... Shawnee Vergoin played his 350s on the weekend and looks better than Tommy does. Doesn't he? Tommy, can't, Tommy can't walk till Thursday. He's a little kick, mate. He goes, I don't even know how I'm going to get my next 50 out, let alone 100. It's a good point. Um, but yeah, they've been a pretty phenomenal 100 games and... I don't think there'd be anyone in the history of the game that's had that many touches in. Yeah, we might need to get some games. stats up on Yeah, that. get some stats. Yeah. Maybe get some stats, mate. He racked them right from the start. He has. So, I reckon he would have averaged in his first year probably 25 or 26 at Sydney when not, he was playing. Well, when he wasn't playing, he was averaging 45, 50 in the I, I remember NIFL. in the yeah. NEFL, because well, yeah. that's, that's the uh, competition I grew up playing in, he uh, had a 60-odd one day. It's not a bad day. Probably kicked a couple too, I'd imagine. Mate, that's, that's a touch every minute and a half. Pretty solid. Two minutes. No, every minute and a half. Every minute and a half, two yeah. minutes, he's having a touch. It's a lot of... That's crazy. It's a good effort. When you're playing the wing, you're not getting anywhere near that. Yeah, so what, right. what do you reckon he's averaged over his 100 games? I reckon he would have averaged 28. 28. 7. Yeah. That is very close. What is it? 28.65. <laughs> and hey, I'll, I'll say that Fitzy has not seen that. No, he has not seen Hand that. on heart, I've not seen that. That is an unbelievable 11, 1,186 kicks. Jeez, I know my football. And 1,650 handballs. Well, I reckon I, I've played 170-odd. I'm not quite oh, right, sure. I'll make it about you. That's no, no. Well, I'm just going to say, <laughs> I reckon I've played 170. He's played 100, and I reckon he would have had more touches than me. Yeah, probably. Mate, he has... 
Not a kid. Well, he, so. <laughs> he has 40 a week. He's four I'm getting that in four weeks. <laughs> What's a goal worth in touches? Six? <clears throat> five? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably something like that. <laughs> Either way, it's... I don't know. <laughs> it's not something I've really thought about. I've yeah. thought about Hey, talking about goals, though, and... I thought coming on here, we probably would get a mention of this. We've probably already mentioned it in the first one. I didn't listen to the whole podcast, but if there's a goal that I recollect, Fitzy, it's you kicking one against Collingwood. Please don't well, bring it up. I, I was <laughs> going to bring it up during, you know, your, your Captain Draft longest kicking one. Some fall from 60 and some kicking from 60. But, uh, you know, while you brought it up, um, yeah, it was a pretty good goal. <laughs> pretty good goal. Um, Yours against Freo in the grand final wasn't too shabby. Mm. No, I kicked a few in the grannies. We've been handed uh, Isaac's touches from his yeah, career. Right. 3,592. What, what did Tommy, Tommy have? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Matt Frawley. What, what was it? It was 1,600 handballs. 2,836. Yeah, so got, got him by 1,000. No, you got him by about yeah, right. 700. You're a freak. Thanks. Cheers. Credit to yourself and your credit to your family. <laughs> now, Isaac, it is a part of the show. Um, I don't know where my, uh, my question sheet here. Uh, it is our weekly segment. Um, it's called How Hawthorne Are You? I yeah. nailed this first week. Uh, Chipper was horrendous. <laughs> um, he scored two. Oh, out of it was three. Many. I got three. Two. Out of how many? I, got, I was meant to get a count. Uh, well, it's just an unlimited number of questions that you can answer in a minute. Yeah. Um, so our scoring system is... Can you get, pass? Uh, well, you can. We'll come back to it. We've got how many? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We've got ten questions here. So if you get through them in a minute, you're doing well. Yeah. Um, Scoring system, uh, zero. You're not Hawthorne at all, and you have to go and clean out your locker and never come back. <laughs> uh, one to three, you're about as Hawthorne as Niall Horan, who once uh, wore the jumper at a One Direction concert. Four to seven. <laughs> I don't even know Niall Horan. He's from One, one Direction. Direction. Come on, mate. <laughs> come on. Get more culture, please. But we all know who One Direction are. Uh, four to seven, pretty Hawthorne, but you've got some work to do to reach Jack Fitzpatrick status. Mate, you're crazy Hawthorne, though. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just, and you, were, you were more excited about... Rocking up to Hawthorne not to play AFL football, but, but to, to just sit next to your hero. Me, yeah. Lodgy. It's yeah. unbelievable. Obviously, we've got yeah. posters on my bedroom wall. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, eight plus, you're at Jack Fitzpatrick status as Hawthorne as they come. So the 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 the, the, um, the theory behind the questions is I haven't asked anything that as a Hawthorne supporter I wouldn't know. Yeah. So um, so it could be anything to do with it. Hawthorne. Could pretty much yeah. be anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've got. The ticking music ready to go, so the time will start at the conclusion of the first question. Yeah, he's very slow, Jack. So we might, might have to pick the pace up a bit. Are you ready? I guess so. Pressure's ne- on. Never, never been more ready in my it's life. It's a pretty easy game. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty easy one to start off with. Who holds a record for the most Hawthorne games ever? Michael Tuck. That's correct. What is Sean Burgoyne's middle name? Real weird. It's Don't. real bizarre. Actually, I have heard it. It's weird, but pass. Pass. Uh, how tall is Jonathan Segler? He's 201 centimetres. No, incorrect. 204. Which Hawk made his debut in the same game as Paul Puopolo? Isaac Smith. That's correct. What is Dipier Domenico's first name? Robert. Correct. These are that easy. Who is the greatest ever number 32 to play for the Hawks? Jack Fitzpatrick. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Which current AFL footballer has kicked the most goals for Hawthorne? Lance Ruffett. <laughs> I don't know who Ruffett is. Lance Ruffett. Lance, Ruffett. Lance Franklin. Lance Franklin's correct. Who currently wears number 42 for Hawthorne? Taylor Miles. Correct. Who's the youngest player on Hawthorne's list? Uh, Harry Jones. No, that's incorrect. It's Dylan Moore. Yeah. Who finished second in Hawthorne's 2018 time trial? Uh, ben Stratton. 
No, Harry Morrison. Harry Morrison. Oh, good Stiff. on you. Well done, mate. Well, I, don't, I actually don't look behind me when I run. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Well done. Um, I'll almost give that a correct answer. <laughs> uh, and Sean Bergwin's middle name is Playford. Yeah, Playford. I did know that, yeah. Yeah. So you've done well with one, two, three, four, five, six. So you've got three times Frawley. Geez, are easy. Pretty hot, yeah. I thought they were pretty easy oh. too, but oh, the Franklin one was um, pretty tough. That, yeah, Lance Ruffhead's a pretty good player, actually. Yeah, Lance <laughs> Ruffhead, he's a, he'd be a freak. <laughs> that actually reminds uh. me, off topic a bit, but random names. Uh, we were having a discussion back in the Melbourne days. I'm going to name James Harms as the culprit here about who the fastest player in the AFL was, <laughs> and someone said, "Oh, it have, oh, to, be, have to be Dangerfield, terrible. wouldn't it? Dangerfield, and then Daylight." And he goes, who does Daylight play for? <laughs> no, he does Daylight? 100% true. Boy, you lost it. 100% true. <laughs> That's nearly as bad as... There's a few stories out of Melbourne. I don't know who was their recruiter, but... Uh, was <laughs> it Colin Daylight? Sylvia? Colin Sylvia was, oh, plenty of was uh, going Sylvia. over to the States and yep. uh, Cameron Bruce and that were going over as well. They were going to Los Angeles, but he couldn't catch up with them because he was going to LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. And typed LA into Google. E-L-A-Y. <laughs> How do you spell LA? Uh, L-A. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both of those are 100% true. So. That is a true story. <laughs> true story. Um, that's about all we've got time for, unless you've got anything else, Isaac. I reckon you've been a pretty contri- pretty good contributor on you as the first guest yeah. onto uh, Fits and Chips. Well, I know you're only one and a half podcast in, but I reckon that's probably the best 15 to 20 minutes of podcast you've had. Oh, I've had some pretty cool It'd be in the top time. 45 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> somewhere somewhere yeah. around about there. But no, thank you for taking time out of your week. No worries. Good luck against uh, the Gold Coast this week. Thanks, and, mate. Uh, no worries. I'm Thanks, sure I'll mate. see you soon. And another little plug for you in Chipper's restaurant. We yeah. gave it a plug last time. Yeah, a plug last week. Well, you yeah. can't get fits and chips at the restaurant, but you yeah, get other stuff. Yeah, a bit higher class than fits and chips, isn't it? Yeah. All, but there might be a high demand of fits and chips, though. Yeah, yeah. there probably will be after this week. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Anyway, thanks for having me, boys. It's been good fun. Nah, no thank worries, you for mate. having it. Thank you for coming on, Isaac. No Cheers, mate. Cheers. All right, up next, now that we've got rid of Isaac, because uh, we've got someone much more important coming in, uh, we've got the absolute superstar of both Adelaide AFLW team and now the brown and gold Hawthorne VFLW team in their inaugural season as the Hawthorne girls. I'd like to welcome Sarah Perkins to the Fits and Chips podcast. Yeah. Woo. Thanks for having me, boys. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Welcome on. Now, the first first point of call, uh, one that the fans would like to know, uh, nickname. What would you prefer? Oh, look, I've, I've been called Perko since I was about 16, so I think it's time we stuck with that one. But Perko. Uh, look, the fans seem to call me Tex. Yeah. So look, it's, it's hit and miss, but... Uh, who, who started the old Tex? Um, I think it was Kelly Underwood and, and maybe Mark Rusciuto during the first uh, first game in their commentary. Said I looked a bit like Tex, and I'm not too sure he can kick the ball at 70 metres, and I don't reckon he can kick it any more than 45, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, oh, right. Okay, so, so for future reference, it's definitely Perko and, and not Tex. Yep, yeah, we'll answer to Perko before I answer to Tex. Okay, right, we'll noted, Perko, noted Perko, although um, I don't know if I'd ever be arguing with Mark Rusciuto. I'll give it a lot tip. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it can be whatever he says it is. <laughs> that's, that's why it's stuck, I reckon. Exactly right. Now, uh, the Hawthorne VFLW season so far, we've, we've had a pretty good start. Four wins and one loss to start the season. Um, we had a win over the Southern Saints on the weekend, and I did see a bit of, on social media on the weekend. Um, I thought it was a very touching uh, tribute uh, to Eurydice Dixon with the arm-in-arm arm in, in the circle after the game. Um, so I thought that was fantastic and really good to see. And um, I did see that was in a few 
games across um, particularly women's footy over the weekend. So I thought that was a really nice touching tribute. Um, it is the first season, though, for the VFLW girls to be called Hawthorne. They were previously Box Hill. Um, would you like to give us a little rundown on something that I've missed so far this season? Any Anything you'd like to add? No, I reckon you've, you've nailed it. Um, I guess there's a there's a new anti-density rule that they're floating around in the VFL this year, which uh, says that at every stoppage or a kick-out, uh, both teams have to have five inside their half with two inside 50. So whether you're an attacker or a defender, you have to be, you have to be inside uh, that half and, and inside deep in 50. And if you're not, you get a warning. And after the second warning, it's a shot right out in front of goal, 30 metres out. So uh, I was yeah, right. lucky enough to receive one of those on the weekend to, to just get a Happy days. Goal, Happy days. So, and that yeah. sounds like a perfect rule as a full forward as well. Well, you don't have to run too far. You could have played yeah. a couple more years, Fitz. Yeah, I yeah, could have run. won the Coleman. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't mind a little bit more running. It does get a bit frustrating, um, yeah. especially when the umpires don't uh, tend to have a look too much uh, behind them and to see who's floating around behind them, and they, they try and pin you. But, uh, look, it's a rule, and we're adapting to it. And, yes, yeah, as, as a full forward, I don't mind a shot 30 metres out in front of goal. Absolutely. Do you see any uh, any difference between the, the AFLW competition and the, and the VFLW with, like, skill-wise and um, other things? Do you see any, what are the main differences between the two? Um, obviously we've got two more on the field uh, yeah. between the two competitions, but skill-wise it's all getting there. So um, especially here at the Hawks, we had 18 girls from Box Hill relisted, mm-hmm. I believe, last year, and um, they've done a really good job with the coaching staff to build them up to the level. And um, you know we're hoping we can get a few girls drafted from the team uh, later on in October. But yeah, look, the skill skills getting there, and we're still a you know a small competition in the AFLW, and um, it's all something we're adapting to. So the skill is getting there, and um, obviously we tend to score a little bit more in, in the VFL, but um, yeah, look, we'll get there. Oh, you're almost. Uh took my next question in, when you said you're hoping to get a few more girls drafted into AFLW this year. So, um, you know, players like yourself who are AFL listed as well, but who are some names that maybe we haven't heard of yet that we're hoping to, that have maybe impressed you so far this year and we're hoping to see drafted? Yeah, so um, there's a few girls down back. Um, Chantella Pereira has done a, a few tagging reels for us this year. Um, she's coming across from basketball, so you know, she's really good in, in around tight, especially shutting down some some key forwards um, for the oppositions and uh, Jade Van Dyke as well down back. Um, you might see her on the, all the covers. She's a bit of a cover girl, I think, uh, right. at the club. So, um, you know, a bit surprised by her and um, she's been a standout for me. And uh, we've got young Liv Flanagan, um, who's been in, an inside midfield and a small forward. So she's draftable and hopefully she can she can get through. Okay. Well, there's a couple to keep, out, keep your eyes out for anyway. Uh, now... Question for you. So you're re-signed with Adelaide for AFL's W Season 3. Yeah, that's correct. And obviously you're playing with Hawthorne VFLW. So on Saturday night, who were you going for? <laughs> uh, cheered for football. Uh, <laughs> good, uh, good answer. Yeah, it's not a bad answer. answer. Yeah. Well rehearsed, though. And then uh, Sean Burgoyne and um, Eddie are two of my favourites. So I gave them a bit of a cheer and uh, went plain clothes. So no no scarves, no badges. Clapped every time someone did something good. And, yeah, look, I was a little bit happy that the Hawks got up being um, a Hawks girl in my life. And, yeah, to win for Shawnee, it was amazing. So Yeah, no, it was very, very good. And actually, Now, speaking of Shawnee, um, you did play or do play for Adelaide. Yep. Uh, and star player, Aaron Phillips. Uh, so my question to you is, do you see Sean Burgoyne as 350-game superstar, <laughs> four-time premiership player, uh, will go down as a legend of AFL football, or do you see him as brother-in-law of Aaron Phillips? <laughs> uh, it's a tough question, but I, I would go. I would almost have to go brother-in-law of Aaron Phillips. Yeah. I mean, she's done it all, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, she's, she's done pretty well. I, I haven't seen him winning any NBA 
titles. Yeah, any NBA titles. Like she dominated the competition over there. So yes, well, she's done well. She's still kicking. So yeah, still going. So, uh, she's yep. still got about 325 games if she wants to pass this record. That's so. a good point. She'll be playing until she's 50. Yeah, especially in the shortened <laughs> seasons. I, I don't like her chances. She'll be killing it. Yeah, she'll be doing well if she does pass it though. I'd... She can sit it full forward and take those uh, take those set shots. Yeah, particularly if you're right. If there's the no running rule. Now, actually, speaking of um, the zoning. It's a big topic in the AFL at the moment with all the congestion and the state of the game and people whinging about the game not being as good as it was and whatnot. Um, 16 aside, um, do you find any difference in terms of congestion and scoring or do you have any preference? Do you think it should go to trial 16 in maybe the NAB Cup or something or the uh, Jade, whatever the series is at the start JLT, of the year? I can't even it? think. JLT, I can't even think. Do you have any preferences or thoughts? or? Um. Oh, look, I'd probably like to stick to 16 aside in our competition just because we've only really just gotten used to it. Um, I wouldn't say it helped up our congestion too much if uh, after round one we got sent the memo um, to bring in our new five. Good point. Five, after five, round six, one, five, yeah. Good point. Five, five, or whatever it is, rule that, that they brought in. So, oh, look, it does when you, you know, when teams adhere to the rule and you, you spread the game out when you when they did bring in the memo, it does work and it open up, opens up the game a little bit. And as our skills get better, we'll be able to sort of move the ball a bit um, clearer and, and quicker down the field. But, um, yeah, look, I'm happy with 16 aside. I was probably opposed to it at the start when we when we first started, but now that I've played it and a bit used to it, I'd definitely prefer that. And, yeah, I guess I'm slowly getting used to the anti-density rule as well. Yeah, absolutely. If they did introduce it to the AFL men's, do you reckon it would be a benefit or a detriment to the game? Bringing um, a zoning, zoning system or uh, 16 aside? Well, I mean, you blokes can kick 75 metres on a good day. So, I mean, it takes you two kicks to get from full back to full forward. So I wouldn't say it'd, um, it would stuff up your competition too much. But it is quite tough to get used to. And I guess you'd probably have to do a bit more running. And poor Riz might be in trouble if they're going to get rid of the wing position. He yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. He might be sitting on the bench, <laughs> but I'm not sure. But, um, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess if it's going to open the game up and it's going to give the crowd what they want, and I guess the AFL are going to do it and everyone else just has to adapt to it. Yeah, that sort of leads in a bit to reading in the paper about during the bye weekend how uh, Hawthorne had the trial. Now, I actually haven't asked you this, Chip, so um, question without notice, and I actually don't know the answer. What was the the starting positions or that training session that Eddie had um, that the Hawks had during the bye? What actually happened and what were your thoughts and what's going to happen with that going forward? Um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen going forward. I think um, the AFL are pretty strongly about it, looking, really looking into it. and um, so I think there's been a lot of uh, scrutiny about the game, saying it's not in a good spot. Um, and they changed something. So yeah, we tried a, um, similar to the, to the girls' competition. It was uh, two, so a forward and a defender in the um, full forward in the square uh, and three more uh, pairs in the forward 50 on both sides. And... Um, yeah, you weren't allowed to get out of those areas until the ball was bounced or um, to the stoppage, the run back, which was a bit weird. So, so you had to have a yeah, full forward so, in the goal square. Yeah, a full forward in the goal any square. Stoppage. A stoppage. So you had to pretty much reset and run back, which is a bit weird. So you can't um, be too far away. Obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. I think that's just trying to, um, like in your games, open the game up and uh, keep it flying and keep it more high scoring. Because I think uh, over the last couple of month, month or months, um, yeah, it's been uh, pretty low scoring games. Um, I think the fans want to see more goals, but um, looking as an actual um, player, and um, I think it'd be pretty hard to change and be pretty hard to get used to if you actually had to ch- try and change the rules. Um, yeah, I guess growing up as a kid watching the footy, um, eight in the side, and yeah, you know, just you grew up as a um, you know, purist of the game, 
be pretty hard to see it change, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I guess the AFL there they make all the rules and, and the changes, so um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I know personally, being a bit of a traditionalist, you don't like to see those things change. You're always resistant, but I think, um, like you said, you struggled to adjust initially, but now you're sort of getting used to it, um, Perko. That when they actually happen and you get used to it, you realize, oh, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought, and it might be worth giving a go. Yeah, it's definitely the way it feels. I mean, mm. uh, especially in the VFL competition, um, the anti-density rule, I think, came in a bit late. Um, so I obviously wasn't here at pre-season. Um, I was over in Adelaide, but the girls had practised their structure all the way up until mm. the rule change, and then the, the changes come in, and, and you have to quickly adapt to it. So, you know, what we've, we've played five games now, and we're, we're adapting to the rule, but um, I think it's just something that every umpire adjudicates differently. So um, it's the same in the men's competition. So whether it's holding the ball or, you know, deliberate out of bounds everyone does it differently so um, a lot of teams have been getting away with um, the anti-density rule and, and not playing to it as best as they can but um, you know hopefully in, in the coming rounds it gets better yeah absolutely now we've also got a set of questions for you Perko on the how horse <laughs> yeah. on are you now I believe Chip's got these questions have you lost them Chip or I've got them mate excellent don't lose stuff like you mate, oh, mate I've, heard, I've heard you're a uh, you're pretty good at all this stuff. All the <laughs> yeah. Now you are you are trivia. a Hawthorne fan growing up. That's is that correct? Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. I'm not sure about trivia, so I'm going to be in trouble here. I reckon. Right. Okay. Well, I, I reckon that'll be okay. I reckon you'll do all right. Well, the pressure's the pressure's on. So you what is he, is he scored six? Is he got six? You got two. I scored two, so you can't be any worse than that. <laughs> you, you've, I'm pretty sure you'll beat two. But I, um, I had hard questions. I'm going to say that was easy. To, I'm not asking excuses. Yeah, just, well, just results, okay. please. That's okay. Um, so yeah, Perko. It, uh, so you heard the rules. If you, you heard the scoring system, yep. You have to go clean out your Jack locker. <laughs> Back to Adelaide if you get a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a locker here, so um, I reckon I'm. Don't have a locker. No, no. Because you got you got change rooms. There's no lockers in there. No, no lockers. Isn't oh, okay. Yet. Do you have a hook? Yeah, I'll clean up. I have to clean up your hook. We'll get the screw. We'll get, we'll get the screwdriver and take the hook out. Take hook out. See you, mate. That's done. That's out. See you later, hook. <clears throat> so we'll get Maddie to start after I've uh, started the first question. You ready? Yep. Reg will ever be. Um, in what year did the Hawks win their first premiership? What, since I've been alive or ever? Ever. In what year did the Hawks win their first premiership? Come on, Perko. You can pass. I'll definitely pass. Pass. Who was captain of the Box Hill Hawks women's team in 2017? Mel Kyes. Yep. Tick. Uh-huh. Who's kicked more goals for the Hawks? James Frawley or Jack Fitzpatrick? Don't know. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Just 50, 50, 50. have a stab. Yes, it, Chip. You got more. Oh, yeah, I reckon he's going to kick two or three. I've kicked three. Which Hawthorne two. VFLW player wears number 22? Hawthorne VFL player. Yeah, VFLW. Oh. I think it's uh, your vice captain. But I'll give it to oh, you. Oh, tomorrow, Luke. Yeah, yep. there, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Who is better, Hawthorne or Adelaide? <laughs> <laughs> and football is not the answer. <laughs> Quick. Hawthorne. Yep. Right on. How many premierships did the Hawks win in the 90s? Seven? Nah, two. One. Wrong. Who won the Norm Smith medal in 2013? We played Fremantle. Yep. And I'll go with Luke Hodge. Yeah. Brian Lake. Oh, look, I've nailed every single Na- question. Name Hawthorne's two <laughs> AFL vice captains. One was in here. He just, he yes, was in here. Yes, he's one. Yeah. And he's at Liam Shields. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Very good. How many was so that? So you got uh, two. One, two, Five. three, 
Four. You got four. Four. That's all right. Four. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about the the help with pretty pretty Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. You got it. You got it. What was what was this going? What was what was just, four to five? Just pretty Hawthorne. Pretty Hawthorne. But right you've got on. some work to do. Yeah. Look, I've got to learn yeah. what, what years we won premierships before I was alive. That's, that's what we do. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's tough. Um, but you had chip covered. That's the important point. That's a good point. So you're second in the leaderboard. Right? <laughs> second, second out of three. The second out of three. So, so you're doing not, all right. You're it's doing not okay. too bad. It's not too bad. I'll doing okay. But, uh, so if it's not the wooden spoon, I'll be happy. Yeah, look, well, you can't be the wooden spoon. So <laughs> well, someone uh, gets a zero, I'll be happy. Chip might get a priority pick the way, I'll, the way I'll, I'll, make, I'll make the questions the next time, all right? I'll, I'll, if you want to go I'll and do the extra hard. work and make the questions, go for your life. I'll make them that hard. That, go for your life. <laughs> um, that is about all we've got time for uh, this week. Um, so thank you to our big, our two big special guests, um, Isaac Smith and Sarah Perkins. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, please make sure you're following myself or Hawthorne on Twitter. So it's at HawthorneFC or at Fitzpatrick underscore T1. And please send in any questions or requests for uh, the next episode. Um, Don't get a plug, mate. Well, I'm not finished yet. We've still got a bit to go, mate. Um, because this week, the Hawks are playing in Tassie. Tassie fans have only got two games down there left for the season. So, uh, Gold Coast on Saturday. Um, special incentive, all kids under 14 will get in for free. Second last chance to see the Hawks in 2018. So, please make sure you get down there. Uh, for the Victorian fans who won't be making it down to Tassie, uh, there's a big double header on Sunday at Box Hill City Oval. Uh, the girls will be playing at 11.45am and the boys will be playing at 2.10pm, um, both taking on Essendon. Now, I believe the girls played Essendon earlier this year and won by 39 points, is that yes, correct? Yes, and there was lots of banter, so I suggest you Snag a few? Yeah, kick two. Oh, kick two. So there's a bit of, bit of a rivalry there, is there? Oh, we just... Oh, look, I brought the rivalry as a Hawthorne fan, as you could imagine. I'm a big yep. fan of Essendon, so I just sort of bring the banter. And <laughs> I like that. Just brought the team along with me. And you yeah, backed like it up that. and kicked a couple too, which is yeah. always good. Look, very good. Well, hopefully you get a couple of uh, cheap congestion-free kicks again, too. That'll be nice. Kick, kick uh, Nothing better than a cheapie. 30 out. Not Beautiful. at all. My first three AFL goals came from a total of about 11 metres out, all put together. So. I'm still standing by that first kick I hit you in your first NAB Cup game. We actually need to get this. You missed the we ball played from a straight to the hand hit you on your First NAB Cup game in 2010. We played Fremantle in Perth, we being Melbourne at the time. My first a chip kicks I ran it to out me. of the center forward. Bang! Did not hit me in the head. It just came straight out of my. He reckons it falcon me, I but can, I, I promise you, it didn't. His first ever touch. We need to get vision of I'll this somehow because we've had this debate for five years, <laughs> and I guarantee you, I just dropped a simple mark, but no, it did not falcon me. Straight through. Promise. The, straight through the mitts. Bang on the big beak. So uh, on that note, we're going to leave it, and that's our research for the next week before the next episode. Um, if you yet to sign up for 2018. Uh, give us a call on one three thousand Hawks. Uh, we've just ticked over seventy nine thousand members, so if we can get to eighty thousand, that will be amazing, and somehow beat those Richmond mongrels. So, um, thank you once again to Isaac Smith and Sarah Perkins. Um, you guys can be the judges of who was the the better special guest. That's not up for me to decide. Uh, but thanks to both of you for having and Chip. As always, it's been a pleasure. So, thanks, mate. You too. Um, this has been Fits and Chips for another week. Fits and Chips. <laughs> Boy!